Welcome back to The Rack Show. I am Tim Kelly. With us in the studio is Frank Horvath and Zach Cox. We're going to be talking about everything regarding the responsibly armed citizen. Today, we are going to be discussing more about home defense. And uh, yeah, let's introduce our, our special guest, Zach Cox. Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Hey, guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so I, my name is Zach, and I have been with Apache for the past several years. I ended up having a life change that I just decided I wanted to get out of landscaping and the business I owned because it was super hot and hard work, and then decided to do something even harder, get into cattle farming and gardening and goats and chickens and all kinds of animals. Right. Um, but I love it. It's, it's great. But in 2019, I ended up... Uh, wanting to try and do something I loved, and it was uh, firearms, and become more knowledgeable. And I realized very quickly that I did not know very much at all. Even though I grew up with guns my entire life, I ended up go going in the first session with Tim and Frank, and they made bets that I wouldn't come back. That is 100% <laughs> accurate. And, but I came back with a vengeance, and I... I just couldn't get enough, and I, I couldn't get enough knowledge, and, and it was awesome. But uh, now I'm, I'm one of the instructors at Apache, and um, I first got into the pistol um, stuff and even did self-defense. Uh, that's our main and my main bread and butter, but I started creeping into the competition world too and still on that journey and learning so much, and it's a lot of fun. But then started doing the shotgun and went to several different people to get instructor certifications and ratings and all this stuff and learned so much about the shotgun and now we're creating different content and we have a class coming up uh next week uh, it's, it's coming saturday right yeah it's, yeah, it's um, august 12th august 12th yep. it's from 9 a.m to 1 p.m um do you want me to tell you yeah, a little yeah. bit about it okay so basically it's uh it's a four-part uh, shotgun workshop series and it'll start you on your journey with shotguns we'll be working on ins and outs of the shotgun to better prepare yourself for home defense recreation sporting competition whatever uh, it's mostly derived around uh, self-defense home defense kind of thing um, but the four topics are going to be control manipulations applications and then metrics so so which one are you teaching on that saturday uh, August 12th, Next we're teaching weekend. the control. control. So that's the first one okay. is control. Yeah, very cool. So that's more of like a an intro shotgun type course. Right? Yeah, and it doesn't matter whether you have never shot a shotgun your entire life or you're a gunslinger. Um, it's There's a lot of good info in that, in that class on how to control your shotgun and even how to control yourself, too. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So that's that's one of the cool things about you know it's it's actually rather timely we have Zach in studio today because you know again we're talking about home defense and the shotgun is such an effective weapon um, to use for home defense you know at, again as a last resort you know I yeah, want to make sure absolutely. that you know, our listening audience is clear and our digital media audience is clear on that you know no, we're not saying you know that's this is the very first tool or the tool that you need to go to but it is a tool in the toolbox that you know as a last resort if you had to you can use it um, uh, something else I, I want to mention again um, you can check out you know, the, the the digital stream on YouTube on WSICnews.com take a look at uh, the live if uh, you're if you're only listening to the radio you're missing 
reaching out. Zach is rocking the cowboy hat, right? <laughs> absolutely slaying yeah. it. So take a look at WSICnews.com. Take a look at uh, the YouTube. Yeah, you'll 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 see the. Uh, you go ahead and do that one more time, Zach. I'm gonna go ahead. And, yeah, there we go. Nice, nice hobby fits. Good. Um, but anyway, so home defense. So uh, Tim, what is home defense? You know, let's let's define this a little bit. Home defense. So uh, def- defending against home invasions, burglaries, bur- bur- burglar, bur- bur- burglaries. Right, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> defending against home home invasions. Uh, to, uh, rather, it's become a a, a big issue since 2020 uh, at, or after yeah, 2020 with, with COVID, COVID and everything. Right. Um, it, it's a uh, you know it kind of it plagues the country. So uh, I think it's definitely something that's worthy of, of us discussing in, in depth and, and going over some of the, you know, the decision making and how, you know, how we how we prevent such things from happening and how we deal with them when we can't and uh, really just kind of dive into the all the aspects of it. Yeah, because, you know, here in North Carolina, we have, you know, things that help protect us, especially when we're in our home workplace motor vehicle, Castle Doctrine, right? Castle Doctrine is just one small element. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, the the, defending your home, defending your castle, defending that place that, um, you know, that that you call home, that place where you store your stuff, it's, it's... you know, sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's a, it's a must. Sometimes you have to do it, especially if you have loved ones or something like that. That's that's inside of your home. But it, it if it's just stuff, there's no point, right? Right. So, so you're not defending your castle. You're not defending your home. Right. Right. You're defending yourself inside of your home. Right. You're defending your family inside of your home. You're not defending your things. You're not defending your animals. You're not defending your livestock, your truck, your favorite lawnmower. Right. right? You're not defending that brand new big screen TV that you've got. You are defending yourself inside of your home. That is what the Castle Doctrine covers. Right. right. Yeah, and it's and it, again, and and you, you kind of glossed over it real quick, but you know we hear it all the time in concealed carry classes. You know, if, you know, somebody comes after my dogs, you know, on this one. Oh, in in the They're eyes of the law, <laughs> it, it's 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 not a family member. It's, right. It's property. And that's something that you know you have to be very clear on. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's sad. A lot of us you know consider our pets or animals. You know, or pets. Excuse me, our pets as families, much like I do. But at the same time, it's it's in the eyes of all, it's not. Right? right. It is just property. And people often get like confusion. Zach, you could probably speak on this too. But uh, they get confused about like, well, what if they're coming after my livestock? Right. Right. I mean, especially a lot of these families in rural communities. If if you've got somebody that's just I don't know, sick in the head, and they just want to start popping off your cattle or something like that a little bit at a time from yeah. the fence line. That uh, would make me angry, you, but you, you can't return fire. Yeah. yeah. Enough as a coyote. Yeah. Sure. sure. In North Carolina, it's open season on coyotes. But uh, no, you can't defend your property because those cows, sure, I love them and I breed them and I've got little babies and little calves and they're awesome, but it's still property. Right. So, right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. So, um, you know, home home defense. You know, I I think you know the very first place that you need to start you know, thinking about home defense. Very first thing you need to start discussing all that is you know in yourself, right? Uh, so your mindset. You need to start thinking about you know those scenarios. You need to start thinking about stuff. Um, you know what's important now. It's again just like what you said, Tim. 
it's your you you know defending yourself right inside of your castle. You know you're you're you know defending your family inside that's inside your castle inside of your home, um, and it's not the stuff. It's not you know the the widgets and you know all the cool stuff. You know so um, we're, we we got about a minute out or so. We're we're going to talk about um, the our next segment. We're going to talk dive a little bit more into that mindset. We're going to dive a little bit more into maybe what some uh, preventative measures, right? Some deterrence, right? Some things that we can do, you know, before, um, you know, somebody even has an opportunity to, you know, try and break in, right? There's, there's so much that's out there that you can do even before the fact. And we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Let's, let's uh, start with a primer here. Why would somebody want to break into my house? The reason why somebody would want to break in your house is because home invasion is about a $3 billion industry. Yeah. And that's what it is. And criminals want to break in your house because they're going to make make some good money. And just because you live in a very nice neighborhood does not mean that they're not going to break in your house. That's all the more reason for them to. Right. Right. You know, and, and again, you know, what kind of stuff do you have around your house? You know, what kind of big welcome sign is, hey, come rob me. Right. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit more after the break. Um, you're listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen here on WSIC. Uh, we're going to cut to a break and we'll be right back. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, you are joining us on the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Frank Horvath. In studio with us, we have Tim Kelly, as usual. Tim, say hi. Hey, hey. And we have a guest instructor with us, uh, Zach Cox. He is our shotgun aficionado at Apache Solutions, uh, bringing you all things shotgun. We are in the middle of a conversation about home defense, right? So home defense, things you know, uh, you know, involving our home. And uh, we're going to dive into that mindset, right? We're going to start talking about... You know, what are the things that you need to do right now before we even discuss anything else, right? Anything else regarding, you know, home, home defense, the, the realm that, you know, you call your castle. Um, so, Tim, what kind of mindset changes? What, what are the types of things that we need to start thinking about right now? What are some statistics out there um, for why we need to even consider something like this? Well, before we get into statistics, I want to talk about the, the idea of acceptance. The fact of the matter is, this problem exists everywhere in, in our in our nation, and it can happen to you. And you've got to get that through your head, right? right? If if you don't, if you don't say, "Well, yep, this could happen for me," to me, then you won't make a plan for it. If you don't make a plan for it, then it's going to surprise you. And the next thing you're gonna you're gonna do is you're gonna say, "Why is this happening to me?" When in all reality, in the moment, why does not matter. Right. The only thing that matters is that it's happening to you, and you need to be doing something about it. Yeah, that's just like what we were uh, when we were talking with Demi last episode, right? It, 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 the fact that evil out there exists doesn't matter, right? It, it's there. We have to accept that it's there, and then we need to be proactive. We need to refuse to be the victim um, so that you know, we, we, we have a means of self-preservation. You know, if we don't have a plan, if we don't have that mindset of, no, this is not happening to me in this, you know, God forbid, you know, if I can even control it, um, at least I have some tools, some knowledge, maybe even some skill set to be able to help, you know, push back on that. Right. 
Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the mindset, like I said, it starts with that acceptance. You have to accept the fact that, it, that people are willing to break into your house to do you harm, to steal your things, to do to do whatever it is that they, they please, because there are different cultures that exist that just don't think like you and I. Yeah. I mean, that's that's such a big piece of it. Right. Is, you know, criminals have completely different you know set of ethics right they have a different uh culture um they don't think the same way that you or i think you know you know one of the things that we hear often again we mentioned it last show but you know um you know just because i wouldn't do something to you doesn't mean that a criminal wouldn't do something to you it's right. a completely different world and it's something that we can't relate to well it blows my mind why are why are people still saying that you know oh this couldn't happen to me or that's just unrealistic or you're just being paranoid right is it paranoid to think that it's possible for somebody to come in and shoot up a church right is it paranoid for some for someone to think that someone could break into a school and shoot up a school full of innocent children right. is it paranoid that to think that a, a man armed with a knife could walk into a park and stab a bunch of innocent children knowing that he was, you know, wasn't going to get shot or anything like that by an armed citizen. Right. Right. Is it unrealistic to think that? It's, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a non-zero, right? So right. because it's not zero, because the possibility of it's not there... I'm going to do everything that I can that's within my power, right? Within my, my, my breadth of knowledge, within you know, my scope, within my current skill set to be able to you know, repel against that. Well, it's, it's a statistical anomaly. Right, right? absolutely. It's, the, it's, it's a statistical anomaly that you're going to get, you're, you're going get, to get involved in any type, of, uh, any type of violent altercation. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, it's actually one in nine men will be in a, vi- uh, a victim of a violent crime in their lifetime. That's crazy. Think about that for a second. Doesn't One sound in nine like men. Much of an anomaly. Right. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much of an anomaly. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, it's nuts. You know, and, and you know the the crime statistics. Um, you know that it really varies by you know by populace, by area. I was listening to one of our other shows, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, uh, Sharon. Uh, um, Sheriff Campbell um, here, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where he was talking about, you know, in Iredell County anyway, bring, you know, they were able to bring the, the total, you know, crime rate down, right? And it's down to, uh, I don't, I forget the number, but, you know, it's, 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 you know, insanely low for what it's been over the past many years. And, you know, again, COVID, everything's had shot way up. Um, but again, looking at more of those statistics from the FBI, looking at more of the, the data that we have, you know, there's a huge crime. Um, you know, increase in, in crime, especially, you know, COVID, you know, people were out of jobs, people were, you know, work, working from home, uh, there's uh, crimes of opportunity, you know, Zach, uh, you and I were talking about it earlier, it doesn't just have to be, hey, I'm, I'm going to go break in your, you know, Mr. Criminal, it's going to go break in your home, and, you know, steal all your stuff, it could be things that you have outside of your home, it right. could be air conditioning units, it could be copper, it could be yeah, like I was saying earlier that uh, there was a woman I was talking to at a store the other day. It was actually two days ago that her husband, uh, I guess at night, the, somebody just came in and stole all the AC units. And it was like well over $50,000 for the stuff. Wild. And they were just going for the copper. Yeah. And they devastated these AC units. So criminals will just do what they want when they want. It's It's something that we go back to the mindset change. It's it's changing your mind in such a way that it goes to the acceptance. Okay, I accept that this is going to happen. Now, 
I have to start changing my mind and thinking, okay, what could happen? I mean, you, changing your mind with the little things, leaving your lights on when you leave, making sure your windows are locked, uh, that kind of stuff. But don't leave your TV box that you just bought a new TV. Don't leave it out on the curb. Yeah. People will drive by me like, oh, yeah, that, I'm going to go get that later. Let, it's wild. Let's talk a little bit more about those little deterrents, right? Those little things that you can do before, you know, around the perimeter of your property, you know, those little things that you can do before anyone were to even egress on or, you know, get onto the property, ingress into the property, right? right. So, um, you know, think about uh, landscaping, right? Yeah. Those those prickly bushes. I think, uh, Tim, you had mentioned that at, at some point, right? You, if you put prickly bushes underneath windows, I mean, that's... Uh, I, I don't even deterrent. want to deal with those when uh, when I have to prune them back, let alone putting them underneath the window, right? I used to do that a lot with, with customers. I, they would actually ask me to, like, hey, how can I get these bushes, or landscaping-wise, how can I make my home look pretty but still stop somebody from trying to get in my window or whatever? And I would actually design things for people and it was pretty it was actually pretty fun and cool is there a particular bush that you're that you're a fan of oh uh, like man there are so many there's like, some, something that's really there's evil, some crazy stuff really out prickly. there like the ones that have the six inch thorns but oh yeah they are they're mean most people don't do that most people do like holly bushes and yeah. stuff yeah. see that's like the modern day equivalent of a moat like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is <laughs> all right so um well talk about that all right so um windows locking your windows locking your doors yeah right there are all kinds of tools that you can use today that you know whether you believe in it or not those electronic locks electronic deadbolts right that a lot of people yeah, have the ring homes. doorbell cameras the ring doorbell cameras Security we'll talk cameras, about those in yeah. a minute but as far as like those those um, automatic locks there are things that you can do uh, on many of them have like automatic locking features right so as soon as you walk out after a set amount of time they'll automatically lock now that can be a little bit of a pain. Right. But at the same time, what a deterrent it is for a criminal to walk up to a door and see whether the door is locked or unlocked. If it's locked, what's the likelihood they're going to continue to go inside the door and, and forcefully enter? It's not very likely, right? So what, so when we're, we're talking about a deterrent, we're, we're referring to something that's going to make them change their mind, yeah. right? That's what that's what our ultimate goal is, make it not easy. is to make, it, make them change their mind, make it not easy, or, you know, make them happen to work, work for it and buy you some more time. Um, you know, there are so many things that can that, that can be used as a deterrent other than just a prickly bush outside your window. Having a security light or having security lighting in general outside of your house, having it well lit, uh, that is a deterrent. Cameras. Having, a, having a, a loud dog. Right. One that's either it doesn't have to be, a you know, a German shepherd or a Rottweiler or a pit bull or anything like that. It could be a little ankle biter chihuahua. Right. And the, sometimes <laughs> they're penis. loud and snappy, man. <laughs> just, you know, they make a lot of noise that can be a deterrent. Um, you know, you can put uh, cameras up, you know, and, and, and make them presentable. You don't have to hide them. You know, sometimes they're just they're way out in the open. That can act as a deterrent. Man, I don't want to have to have to try to you know risk getting caught by breaking in this house has right. got you know alarm signs all over the place and they're you know on their windows and stuff and and you have to be so so you know let's talk about that a little bit i'm trying to knock the mic over let's talk about that a little bit so let's talk about like the cameras um they're double-edged sword same thing with the ring cameras so absolutely they absolutely can be a deterrent but at the same time you know that's a piece of tech that you're putting on your property 
that potentially could be like subpoenaed, right? right? So I mean, there's 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 a little bit of liability there. So you'll have to see what does it fit. Does it fit your your you know mode of operation? Does it um, does it fit your mindset? Is it something that you can use? You know, to again help deter crime, or is it something that you know potentially could you know bring make you liable for something? Um, you know, that's why I'm 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 hesitant on like ring doorbells and things like that's that. I'm really I'm really um, more focused on closed circuit systems, systems that you and only you have access to. I'm not even talking about things that uh, have long recordings. You know, a lot of cameras and things like that that I know of of, of installations that I know that are out and about. Um, they have very limited recording space. And because their recording space is so limited, if there's an incident and they need to capture that incident, they can they can do so. But it's not going to record weeks and weeks and weeks at a right. time. I know businesses that are set up that way. And again, that's a sure. liability side. That's a right. liability thing. Um, but, you know, ultimately, make those decisions for yourself. Right. You know, put a little bit of thought, pre-thought, into... You know, what is my goal? What what do I want to accomplish here? I want I, at the end of the day, I want me and my family safe. So, what does that look like? You know, what does that safety piece? What does that en- encompass? You know, really try and focus on, um, you know, the the changing that mindset. Play those mind games. Yeah. If somebody were to try and break into my home, what are the little things that I could do today to help make that a d- deterrent? You know, like setting yeah. the alarm. Well, the, uh, just people are innately choosing the path of least resistance. I mean, even just a mindset change of, I, I don't want to go behind that and get my hose that's behind that bush. Okay, criminals do the same. They yeah. choose the path of least resistance. Yeah. They want it easy. They want to get in and out quick. And so it's just thinking little things like that. It, it changes everything. For so. sure. Yeah. Well, uh, so coming up, uh, we got another break that's coming up. So for our next segment, uh, we're going to be talking about like practical applications, right? So we've gone through the thought process. We've gone through the the mind games of you know the playing throughout the deterrence and things like that. Let's actually start to discuss what that um, actual practical application of barricading, what that practical application of using deadly force is. Uh, let's uh, stay tuned, audience. We'll uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. I am Tim Kelly. With me, I have Frank Horvath and Zach Cox, and we have been talking about home defense. And uh, I believe the next topic we're going to be discussing is the practical application. So uh, what what scenarios can we throw out there that that uh, that, that might fit that 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 topic? Frank, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, just think about, you know, let's say that, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Criminals actually broke into the home, right? And you're physically in the home. You know, what are the things that you can do to help delay that? But like preventative measures. measures. Tell you what, let's back it up even more, right? What's the likelihood that's going to happen? It's not very likely. But what's the likelihood that you're going to come home? And somebody could be actively broken into your home because you're not there, right? That's much more likely. That's a much more sure. likely scenario. So, you know, let's let's discuss that a little bit. So, you know, if let's just say scenario based, right? We get uh, you pull into your driveway, you see a criminal that's inside of your home. 
right? Or you suspect that there's a criminal or something like that inside of your home. Immediately, are you going to, you know, John Wick that and run inside your home and start cleaning your home and trying to figure out, you know, what what's going on with uh, Mr. Criminal? At a, at a younger age, I did. <laughs> um, I came home and, and my brother called me. I was at the store like a couple miles away and my brother called me and said somebody kicked in the door and I raced home and I cleared the house and now i'm like nope and if it happened now i would not i don't care if they're in there or not yeah don't do that yeah if it was now if my brother was in there right um going in story um because i love my brother and i'll do anything to protect him sure um but that's a different ball game it it's just property it's just stuff and i I, want to kind of paint a different picture there you say I'd do anything to protect my brother. There's a lot of people that feel the same way that sure. are not equipped nor skilled right. to do just that. Yeah. So, I mean, any, anybody that's ever been involved in training and you've gotten involved in like scenario-based stuff uh, where you can see what exactly it is you would do under, under duress. I'm talking like real force-on-force stuff. I'm not right. talking about your little airsoft events or anything like that. Right. I'm talking about real, legitimate, well-orchestrated force-on-force events. One Angry of the biggest bees. things that you, one of the biggest things that you see come out is emotion. And yeah. people that make rash decisions based off of emotion often fail, right? Yeah. And so you hear you hear it in a lot of gun stores, man. You hear all this different gun store banter of you know people who will say, "Oh, well, if they did this, I would do that. If they did this, I would do that." Right? Or you know, I, I know how to clear my house. But, but why? 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 Why is it that, that you you think it's a good idea? to put your life in jeopardy because of your big screen TV. Well, my brother was in there. Okay. Okay, that might be a legitimate reason for you to go into your house and and do something about it because you can't rely on police response time and and that type of thing. But who's to say that your entry isn't going to make things worse? Right. Why it, you know, it, last, it could escalate, right? Yeah, last what we what have we been talking about all month? We've been talking about third third party interventions, right? That includes your family. Yeah, all last month, yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things that we've, you know, we we have learned is that there's a higher probability for things to go wrong if you intervene in somebody else's problem. Absolutely. So you going into that house might actually escalate the issue. You know, he, he might just be tied up and, and, you know, on the living room floor. And the worst thing that's going to happen to him is, you know, he's going to have a little rug burn or something. Yeah, right? sure. But if you go inside, he might be killed. Yeah. You might be killed. Right. Absolutely. The situation could always escalate. And and these are considerations that the, 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 the human brain, right, the logical portion of your brain, it, it, it's, it never crosses that when emotion gets involved. I'm mad. I'm mad. You know, I'm, I'm angry. Well, that's the worst time to be making decisions like that's right. that. You know? So in terms of, of, of like, uh, going, breaking into your own house, essentially, following, you know, trying to, trying to follow the bad guys into your house and go clear the house— uh, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Right. Uh, there's all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't. There are probably more reasons why you shouldn't uh, than reasons why you should. Right. And and again, to to add to that, the the you know the scenario completely changes with with family, with loved ones, with you know people who who we care deeply about. Again, but 
not everybody necessarily. Unfortunately, you know, there's. I love Zach. I know Zach can, you know, can can hold his own. If I know that Zach's in that building, I'm probably going to hesitate to rush in there. You know, if I know that criminal's in there too, sure. Um, you but know, I think it's so important, though. To get back to what you're saying, Tim, about like, okay, if, if my brother or family member was in there, and I, if I went in, I could make it worse. But also, that's why it's so important to have uh, an emergency plan and have uh, a plan to basically go to your safe place or or to get out and have time because of the deterrence have get, given that person in the home a little time. But basically talking to your entire family and saying, if this happens, uh, here is our game plan. This is what we're going to do, and this is what is going to happen. And it really helps to have that plan because I know that if that were to happen, he may be barricaded and everything's fine. Right. And then the police get there and I don't have to go in. And, it, and it's not just so not just having a plan, right? But it's actually following through and practicing that yeah. plan, right? Just like fire drills, you know. Um, so my daughter, uh, you know, kindergarten, they're talking about fire drills, learning about these things like that in school and, yeah. and tornado drills, things like that. Well, she was all fired up over coming home and practicing her fire drill. Man, it's a fantastic idea. To be honest, that wasn't something that my family practiced, right? We practiced other things, sure. but a fire drill wasn't on that list. So, you know, going through and saying, hey, uh, sweetie, what do you think? What do you think, you know, ha- you know, involving children as far as, you know, what do you think that the best plan is? It's, you know, it's, it's a great tool and something that you can use. So for, and for the fire drill, we have this uh, treehouse that's in the backyard. And my kids, they, I think they've twisted up a little bit. They think that if we had a major fire at our home and we can't live in our home anymore, that we're going to live in the treehouse. I yeah. totally would. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. But <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, so, so you know, uh, barricading. So well, let, before we get into that, one thing we didn't, we kind of glanced over was preventative measures, oh, yeah. right? Like th- there are a lot of resources out there that can, you know, prove that you can use to prevent people from breaking into your home, right? One of those things is, uh, you know, better locks on your doors, Um that can buy you time. And when we're talking about time, how much time do you need in terms of, you know, uh, preventing somebody to get into your house? If you're just trying to delay them, if you can delay them three to five minutes, that three to five minutes is is, uh, time on the clock for law enforcement to arrive. That's time on the clock for you to access a tool to move to a, a room that you have planned for, right? right? right. To move to a, a, a designated space and and prepare to use, you know, a, a, a last resort, you know, means right. uh, like deadly force. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, some of these preventative tools are often overlooked or they buy them, uh, you know, folks will buy them and they just don't use them. You right. know, it, people don't lock their doors. They don't lock their doors, doors most often during the day. Well, people break in your ha- break in your house during the de- broad daylight too. I mean, that happens right. all the time. Look at you know, look at Winston Salem. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I just heard of one like uh, a, a few weeks ago uh, of a home invasion, and it was in broad daylight. Right. And, and I mean, this stuff occurs at all times of the day. And, and you know, you think about what you're doing at the house in, in broad daylight. You could be in the back backyard playing with your kids. Um, you could be you know coming. In in and out of the house, maybe doing some, you know, doing some d- different chores around the house. You know, if you find yourself 
you know, uh, coming in and out, maybe having one of those locks like what you were talking about um, earlier during like the break. electronic lock. Yeah, yeah the, the one that just automatically locks behind you uh, if you haven't touched it in five minutes. Right. You know, that that can be a useful tool. Yeah. You know, that can be a really useful, um, a useful, a useful tool for you. Uh, some of the other ones are like the uh, door jams or window jams, right. that type of thing. So the... Um, these preventative measures are really important. You know, if, if you're not putting things, if you're not putting obstacles in place to, to force a criminal to go around, over, or through, then it's just going to make it easier for them to break into your house. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, we talked about, like, going into your house and uh, found it having already been broken into and what to do about it then. Let's talk about what, what most everybody thinks about is, you know, in the middle of the night, I hear the bump in the night, right? right, right. What do I do? So I'm already, I'm already in my house. I've put the preventative measures in place. I've put the deterrence out there. I've done everything humanly possible to buy myself a little bit of, a little bit of time. What should I do? Should I barricade or should I clear my home? Should I go visit that bump in the night? What should I do? Yes. <laughs> it depends. It I mean, does. And I think that's why training is so important. Um, whether you come out and train with Apache, which I would totally recommend. <laughs> um, but anybody, and vet your instructors. Whatever, wherever you go, uh, wherever you learn from, make sure that they're squared away. Make sure that they know what they're talking about. Uh, they're giving you good advice, and it's legal advice. Not legal advice, but it's legal and not illegal, if that makes sense. Um, but vet your instructors. But that's the thing. Get trading. Um, to know, depending on the situation or scenario, we could say scenarios all day, but you're probably going to have a scenario out there in radio land that we don't know and we're not saying on here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there's, there's every every situation is different, right? Sure. If I hear that bump in the night, what's where are my kids? Where yeah. are my family? Right? Yeah, what and where did I hear the bump in the night? Is it a familiar bump in the night? Right? I mean, there, there's all different things that you can think of. Um, I had a scare the other day. I was, you know, it's a bunch of storms rolling around, things like that. I'm sitting, you know, late at night, sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden I hear, wow! I mean, this loud just crack. And uh, like I, I jumped like it. You grabbed the it shot, caught, didn't you? Man, yeah, <laughs> no, it caught me off guard. But it was it was one of those bumps, one of those slams that I was like, okay, a tree branch literally just fell on the house. Right. Like it was yeah. it was recognizable. Like it, it, it the startle effect still happened. Right? right. I still was like I still jumped. I still you know was moving, but yeah, I was able to go. Okay, 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 okay. That was. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm in control. I have full composure. But that's that was, part that of that mindset brand. change. You've you've yeah. trained your mind to know the difference in noises too, and and you knew how to react in that situation. And I'm not saying I wasn't skeptical. Sure, right? Absolutely. I mean, any, anything could be anything. But it was sure. it was one of the things where you know I didn't immediately go, "Hi, oh, kids," you know, and start like barricading yeah. and throwing dressers in front of doors and all this. Stuff. I mean, yeah. it was you know everything within reason. Yeah. But, so I'm a big fan of barricading. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, that is probably the most logical thing to do if you're already inside your home. Uh, if you can position yourself in a room uh, to, to make it more difficult for them to get to you and, and more difficult for them to see you, you know, the more the better. Stage so, at house. So house talk area. a little bit more about that when we come back from our break. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, so uh, we've got a break that's coming up here shortly. Uh, we're going to be continuing to, to discuss uh, all things self-defense and... Our
And we are back. You're listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we've been talking about uh, all things home defense today. Uh, Zach, special guest, shotgun aficionado. Um, we've we've discussed, you know, the 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 mindset. We discussed deterrence. We discussed, um, you know, barricading things of that nature. Lethal force, right? We're down to brass tacks. We're at the point where we have to make a decision. We have to choose. Why the shotgun? Why why are you choosing shotgun? Why is a shotgun so effective? So there's different uh, firearms out there that you can use. Sure, if you have the knowledge of a pistol, that's more than a shotgun, and you're more proficient with it. Yeah, okay, use a pistol uh, with a rifle too. And the, you, there's no wrong answer or, or right answer. It's more about fitting you and yourself. It's just another another tool in the toolbox. Um, but there is some pros and cons to a shotgun that are better than a pistol and a rifle. So um, this is a, a statistic that Tom Givens with Rangemaster said. He said normal, um, like with a rifle, um, it's about four to five rounds to stop a threat. With a pistol, it's about five to seven rounds uh, to stop a threat. And that's what we want to do is stop a threat right um we don't want to do anything illegal it's self-defense and it's last resort so we want to stop them by whatever means um which is a scary thing but a shotgun is one to two rounds most of the time one round yeah and so depending on your situation too um, most people don't have the capability of getting a rifle or a, an AR or something of that nature, or don't have any training and can't carry a pistol. They have something wrong. Uh, Physically. Yeah, a disability yeah. or something with their hands or whatever it is, and they can't really hold a pistol. So shotgun is much better. And everybody has grandpa's old shotgun. There's way more shotguns in America uh, than most other things. And most people, the normal citizen, has a shotgun. Yeah. And... Uh, Please do not use birdshot for home defense or any, it's for birds and birds only. It's not going to stop a threat. It's just going to make them mad. Make the, make so, the threat angry. No, it's, it, it boils down to uh, patterning your shotgun, figuring out exactly what buckshot works best out of your gun. Um, slugs are more for distance. Buckshot is about a 20 to 30 yard range, but even very close up too. Uh, so, slugs are 150 and more. Yes, yeah, pre- predominantly like you know home home distances, right? Yeah, like, you know, home distance a little bit less. Yeah, you know, something that's so so effective. Or one of the things that you know reason why buckshot is so effective. It's it's almost like you know uh, you know if you're using like eight shot, nine shot, ten shot, etc. Buckshot. It's uh, like shooting you know, with a handgun eight or nine times all at once. Yeah, right? like I said, it the statistic. Yeah. It takes five to seven rounds with a pistol, sometimes more. Hey, guess what? You just shot one round, and you shot nine, three eighty projectiles. projectiles. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's something. Yeah, and and that's with effective shot placement, right? Absolutely. Proper, just like you said, proper, which is so important. Proper patterning, right? You have the pro- yeah. proper setup on your shotgun. Now the shotgun fits you. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 just so many things to discuss about that. So I want to point out the practicality thing. I mean, we were always big on at Apache. We're always big on prioritizing practicality, right? Uh, so for the, the the majority uh, uh, of the beginning of Apache. We, we put a lot of emphasis on the handgun because that is what you're most likely going to have on your person right. in the event you have to use deadly force. So it's more practical to get the training in the handgun more so than a long gun, right? 
Right. So the reason why, and you, you've touched on it, Zach, the reason why I love the idea of a shotgun or prioritizing a shotgun for home defense is because, as you said, in North Carolina, that's a very, very common gun to find, especially in rural homes. Right. You're going to find shotguns, grandpa's old shotguns or, you know, hand-me-down shotguns. It's, it's just a very popular um, firearm to be found in a home. So are you seeing, like in your private sessions, your labs and stuff like that, are you seeing you know, different types of, of shotguns uh, that people are bringing to you? Absolutely. Uh, people are bringing all different kinds, and, and I have several different kinds myself and it's fun they're fun to play with they they have their own purposes um double barrels single shots uh pump semi-automatic um and it's been really fun in the uh laboratories and the private sessions and one-on-ones to get to experiment and and play with some of this and actually try to do some of the things with a double barrel that i may not think i can do with other shotguns and it's it's interesting um but you, you got to also be careful with uh, shotguns as well because, of course, the having children and stuff like that, um, but storing your shotgun. Um, shotguns aren't drop safe, and so you keeping one in the chamber is, is dangerous. If it was behind your closet, behind the door, and it dropped, it could go off. It could hurt one of your family members. So it's one of those things that the, going back to the training. Uh, training is so important to understand how to run it when to run it and what to do in in all of the home defense situations. That's a great point, man. And I, and I think you know before we st- we really do need to talk about the competency of the month. But before we do that, can you can you give us maybe about thirty seconds to a minute worth of uh, you know what are some of the more common inaccurate assumptions that that people are making regarding shotguns? Well, I kind of mentioned one already about bird not shot. using birdshot. Yeah. But yeah, birdshot yeah. will not stop the threat. It's for birds. And it's actually supposed to wing them yeah. uh, to bring them down. Um, but also point and shoot it is not point and shoot. You can't just call it a house howitzer. Yeah, it's a right. scatter gun. Right. Just, no, right. It's a scatter gun. Yeah, a scatter gun. Uh, because what happens if you have a family member in the other room? Right. right. Uh, you have to know and make good, so effective you, so, shot placement. So you mean the spread of the shot isn't like this at like, you know, 10 feet? Well, that's why it's important to <laughs> pattern your shotgun yeah. and actually shoot different, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shoot different uh, buckshot, different loads out of it to figure out what your gun does, because not every shotgun shoots the same. You right. got two of the exact same model, models, right? And they shoot wildly different, right? It's and, you know, so you need to practice barrel, with right. it. So the other, out. the other one I think you already pointed out was shotguns are not drop safe, yeah. right? So this this talk of like, oh, I've got an eight plus one shotgun. Well, when are you going to use that plus one, bro? You probably, you yeah. know, for it's practical purpose is it's not really logical, right? Absolutely. To keep it to keep it loaded, because if it drops, then you know, it could go bang. So how do you store a home defense shotgun? What condition do you store it in? How, how does that work? Yeah, uh, well, definitely, if you come out to the uh, shotgun control class uh, that we have uh, on the 12th, uh, we will be going through all of that as well. Uh, but they call it cruiser and closet ready. And funny thing they call it cruiser ready is because uh, cops, when they were driving, actually would put it in their little mount behind their seat or something like that and would hit a pothole and it would fire and blow the lights <laughs> off the top of their car. <laughs> so uh, basically, it's not keeping one in the in in the barrel, in the chamber, one actually chambered. Uh, it's, it's keeping it in a cruiser closet ready to where you can quickly either rack it or pump it and you're 
in the game in the fight. Oh, perfect. Zach, I tell you what, I am really stoked. I'm really excited about your, your workshop that's coming up here next week. Tell you what, I am so excited that why don't we do a quick contest, right? So all everyone that's Uh-oh. listening, everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice, right? Uh, the deadline's going to be, uh, we'll say August the 11th yep. of 2023. So August 11th, 2023. You need to email info at ApacheNC.com. So email ApacheNC.com. Uh, put in the uh, code word Zach Shotgun. So Zach Shotgun's your code word. Email info at ApacheNC.com. We're going to give one seat of that shotgun class away. I will personally pay for it. I'm personally going it. to have it set up. So one lucky listener That's is cool. going to get a free shotgun class to Zach's class. I'll be there. We'll, uh, it'll, it'll be a great time. Sorry to digress. Let's talk about the competency of the month real quick. we got just a couple yeah. minutes. All right. So competency of the month. Uh, this month... Uh, this month is practical ways to store a firearm. So that just yeah, it was perfect. Imagine perfect. how we just went right into <laughs> yeah. that, man. So proper ways to store a, a firearm, specifically with a shotgun. Um, you know, speaking from uh, from experience, I like to use the uh, the stop box uh, chamber lock. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a great way to to prevent access to unauthorized persons and still have very quick access to my gun. So it, and it stays essentially out in the open. The chamber is locked, so there can't be a round in the chamber. The bolt's not touching the back of the, you know, yeah, the, it works the, sh- really well. the shell. So it's, it's yeah, it works great. Um, there are many other ways you can do it. That's just how I prefer to do it. You got a different one, man? Yeah. Um, using, like, those quick boxes. Um, let's see, the like the biometrics. Uh, that, that works absolutely fantastic. Um, having something where it's literally mounted in the closet inside of a quick biometric box to where you can, sure. you know, my spouse, my wife, myself, can very quickly you know, reach in, use that biometric, use a quick little pin code, and have ready access to a firearm like you know, the shotgun um, in that closet ready, that cruiser ready, so that, you know, it, again, it's you can go to work. God forbid you ever had to. Right. Um, that's, that's an excellent way of using it. Um, you know, it's going to be a conversation for, you know, another show, but um, you know, that you know the storage of that firearm right storage and and what does that mean you know is the firearm ready to be used or is it loaded do you need to um, you know what are the considerations what are other things that you need to discuss what are the other things that you need to think about you know in around your home um children grandchildren right just neighbors kids i mean there's these are all things to consider um you know not even kids let's just talk about like other family members right um you know i have you know family that you know know nothing about firearms um and you know, they could just be curious they could be curious yeah, yeah. i mean it, 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 hey man this is pretty cool let's yeah and you know, yeah that's where it you know, happens again, every day and negligence can again, slip in yeah. you can be complacent as a firearm owner and then with that complacency can breed that negligence yeah. and that, that, that cannot happen. So it's going to help hold each other accountable. Absolutely right. I mean, we got families and, and family members and friends, you know, I just heard a story um, um, a, a couple of weeks ago from a friend of mine. He, he was telling me about uh, something that he had heard from another friend of his, uh, a friend came over to his house and opened up the drawer, found a handgun, started messing around with it. And uh, the owner of that handgun was standing right there with his kid. And he ended up shooting the kid because he was messing around with the gun. Like, I mean, 
prevent prevent unauthorized access to your firearms, people. There, you you have to you have to be able to do that, and it can't just what's, be sitting in your sock drawer. What's this show called? Responsibly yeah, armed citizen, yeah, right. for sure. And, and even even more than that, right? So like you know, uh, not even just in home, but you know, barring access, you know, inside cars, inside yeah. of you know, anywhere where, where you have a firearm. I mean, these are all things that are just critically important. Uh, next show, we're going to be talking about constitutional carry constitutional carry so uh look forward to us next week every saturday at one o'clock this is the responsibly armed citizen show i'm one of your hosts frank horvath zach thank you for joining us hey man, Tim, thank you Thanks this has been a lot of fun do you yeah, have man. anything final words i'm good good luck zach good luck thank zach you.